This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I am, of course, uh, your uh, rat-tastic uh, Nathan Hartman, and with me today, uh, we've got two fellow rats and a and a guest. I don't know if we can call our, our guests rats. We'll decide how that works. It seems <laughs> honorary, cool honorary rats. Honorary rats. Um, but uh, with us, of course, Dave. Hello, Dave. Yo, Hello. And Victoria, welcome. Hi. And uh, that's the crew, the lo- the the you know the 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 core crew that are here. Janine is on vacation, and Sarah had her wisdom teeth taken yeah. out. So I She's wish she would have come on, uh, <laughs> like doped up. I would that would have been <laughs> worth it. I think um, maybe she has more to say about the British. I don't know. We would find oh. out. That was quite a rant. That was yeah. uh she was yeah, she let loose on that one. That yeah, was fun. she's got some things to say. So uh she if that's her on an energy drink, I'd love to see her uh doped up uh <laughs> post root canal. But our best or not root canal, but wisdom teeth. So best wishes to you, Sarah. Uh get better soon. Um and hopefully don't laugh too much. I think that's bad for you. I don't know how it works. I, it's been a long time since I've <laughs> Um and uh, yeah, but anyway, Dave. There is a guest with us today and a friend of yours. Would you please do a lovely introduction? Sure. Uh, yeah, actually, by the way, I think we should call our guests um, Rat Curious. Oh, there you perhaps. go. Rat, yeah. <laughs> they don't know if they want to be rats. Ro- yet, but... ro- rodent Curious. They'll experiment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we have a, a lovely uh, uh, guest with us today, uh, Kira Prince. Kira uh, is a friend of mine through um, a workshop that uh, I was a part of back in the early days of the uh, pandemic. Kira, you want to talk about that? How about how all that happened? Yeah, sure. Um, and thanks for inviting me on here. Um, so yeah, this was like early, like into the pandemic, I think like, like two or three months in. Um, and I was in, in grad school at the time. Um, and like all the internships had just completely evaporated. And so uh, Morgan, uh, is her last name Keesling? Keesling, Morgan uh, Keesling. Keesling? Yeah, she put together this uh, theme entertainment, you know, workshop for like everyone that like any student can enroll and kind of just like get a crash course and like in concept design for theme parks. Uh, and so I met Dave as part of that program. Yeah, we were all uh, uh, all of the the uh, workshop folks were um, uh, in the same boat. They were or had just graduated and uh, we each got they all got split up into groups. Each of them got a mentor. I was very, very proud to be one of them. And uh, it was a fun workshop where we were given like a, a an attraction type and a theme sort of mm. kind of pulled out of a hat, basically. And you guys had what? It was like three weeks, maybe a month. Uh, um, yeah, it was it was four weeks, but basically everything had to be done in three weeks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was a, a trackless horror dark ride that we, was our prompt. Yeah, yeah, it was and, and it was really great. And uh, it was a, a ton of fun. Um, and the, our job as mentor was to kind of be uh, a cross between sort of, um, you know, teacher, but also client. 
and mm. sort of give feedback about what, if I was the client, how would I respond to things? And everybody just did such great work. I was just proud Papa of everybody here included. Um, the designs were just really clever and fun. And so uh, since then, Kira and I have been online friends and nerded out on all kinds of things uh, on on the Twitters in the last couple of years. So, um, and we had just been talking actually uh, about some other stuff uh, the other day uh, in DMs, and I was like, "Oh gosh, Kira should be on here." So, welcome, Kira. Thank you for joining us and being an honorary rat today. No, thank you for having me. Yes, we're so happy to have uh, you join us, and I guess that means we need to dig into the news. So we are going to begin with Walt Disney World, and we're just going to get all the Reedy Creek stuff out of the way now because we still have to talk about it. Um, hopefully one day this will end, but because it hasn't, I've decided to give it its own sound effect. So anytime we talk about uh, Rhonda Sandus or Reedy Creek or anything like that, uh, the dude himself will help us out with a little fucking fascist. So there you go. Um, <laughs> and it's it's very true. So uh Let's begin. Governor DeSantis, of course, uh, has signed uh, the Reedy Creek uh, bill into law. That takeover has been put into law. Um, this would have been on the 27th of February. Um, and I just want to kind of lay that groundwork here real quick uh, as we kind of get into this. Um, he, of course, uh, went – he did this at the Reedy Creek Fire Department. I want to talk a little bit about the fire department in, in a minute when we talk about the new uh, board meetings because um, it's interesting what they have to say. But they've very much backed him uh, on this takeover. Uh, but uh, he signed the bill and he said a bunch of stuff. And then he invited this guy named Nick Carano on who created GoofyVaccine.com. Uh, and was a cast member who either got let go or left because he wouldn't get the vaccine. I, I, I it's hard to tell. Um, and he went on a, a, you know, I don't know what vaccine mandates have to do with, uh, a new board for, a, a for Reedy Creek, but you know, uh, someone wants to run for president. So, um, that's kind of what's been going on. So DeSantis, of course, uh, then wrote a an op-ed, I guess. I guess it would be an op-ed if he's writing it. Um, uh, sort of about why he's doing what he did. Uh, and uh, this op-ed was, I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due, um, was written for the Wall Street Journal. That is not a shock. That is not a shock to me at all. So uh, the Wall Street Journal, he wrote, his reasoning for Disney defending the LGBTQIA plus employees is that and this is now quoting him because you know he wouldn't have said lgbtqia plus um <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he thinks three of those don't exist maybe four mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so his he said groups of employees at some corporations want their employer to reflect their own political values and power um a traditional corporate executive may have power within the company, DeSantis writes, but a woke CEO can use the corporate bully pulpit to exert influence over society. Fucking fascist! So DeSantis <laughs> concludes by saying, woke ideology is a form of cultural Marxism. Leaders must stand up and fight back when big corporations make the mistake, as Disney did, of using their economic might to advance a political agenda. We are making Florida the state where the economy flourishes because we are the state where woke goes to die. Now, <laughs> let's talk through this for just one second. Um, oh, my God. Can I just say, though, like please. the worst thing white people could have ever done is learn the term woke. 
because they never <laughs> use it right. No. Like, I'm just like, please find something else to culturally appropriate for your agenda. I'm begging you. Yeah. Anyway, go on. I mean, <laughs> if if I, I don't know what the surprise is that the Republican Party has co-opted uh, a, a black phrasing to scare people. That seems very up their alley. It's on brand. Um, That's totally on brand. It's, yeah, it's, it's very on brand for them. Yeah. Um, but I... Okay, so his issue here is he says that uh, a woke CEO can use the corporate bully pulpit to exert influence over society. Bitch, that's what every CEO does. That's called capitalism. Yeah, I don't, right. That's what that is. You don't have to like it, but it, your issue is that's not That's what the, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like all of this is like a problem with capitalism because, of course— Fucking fascist! So, you know— <laughs> to wear that button out i'm gonna wear it out if i'm not careful yeah <laughs> make buttons yeah we need to we need to have an actual button uh maybe this we is really the next do. shirt um but uh yeah so he goes on and he picks this board uh, i want to talk a little bit about this board that he appointed so, because he gets to choose right this was his whole thing is he gets to choose who is now on Reedy, Ke- uh, Reedy Creek's well, Disney's? It's now a special district. It's a different name, or sort of. It's renamed the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. Snore. Um, that'll look great on a trash can. So um, let's see here. He, I'm sure he's employed people that know what they're talking about and have some. Uh, are you sure? Are I you really none sure? None of them had any theme park experience. No, yeah. God, no. Not, that would, not a single one. That would make too much sense. One of sense. them is a Christian nationalist, I believe. Oh, we'll of get course. into this. So the first is Bridget <laughs> Ziegler, who is a, uh, well, they call themselves a parents' right activist. Uh, but I've heard that phrase all the way back since the 80s. And, of course, as you all know, she's with Moms for Liberty. Uh, and they, of oh, course, dear. laid the groundwork for don't, the Don't Say Gay Bill to begin with. So... Um, she and her, yeah, last month, her husband was named the chairman of the state's Republican party, just to give you an idea. So there we go. There's a political reason. Ron Perry is the Christian nationalist you're thinking of who believes, uh, that there's a good chance that people are gay because tap water has too much estrogen in it. Um, Mm. that's, uh, scientific, that's scientifically (sighs) sound right there. Yeah. Very serious problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I very read serious. earlier that an asteroid was estimated to hit us in 2046. I wonder if we could speed that up. Can we speed that up? Yeah, that's like a reverse, like a reverse Armageddon. Just like, how do we suck this thing in faster? <laughs> my God, they really. Yeah, my oh, favorite. God. My the children, the children were left behind. I tell you. Yeah, my favorite quote was where he said Disney executives were seen on videos boasting about the company's plans to inject sexuality into its programming for children. First of all. <laughs> Injects, ex- yeah. First of all, don't say inject sexuality. I mean, you have to put like a guitar whale behind that. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> doctor, um, doctor. I I heard. Well, I I there's only one cure, and it's to inject some inject sexuality. some sexuality. Um, reminds me of that 30, 30 rock thing when Jen is like, "I'm going to use my don't say sexuality sexuality." Uh, right? yeah, <laughs> um, um it, it's just again, it's that. I wish as gay people, I was having as much sex as these people think I'm having. Like the, the gay agenda is actually about brunch and and taking the dog for a walk. Like I wish I was having as much sex as they think you're having. Like, (laughs) I mean, honestly, like, I feel like that's what we all wish. Yeah. (laughs) Cause we're not. Yeah. 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 We go to work. They think about, 
they think about sex a lot more than I think about sex. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Projection, 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 projection. So I, I just think it's like, it's, it's crazy that, you know, like DeSantis is simultaneously trying to market Florida as the business friendly state and then is instituting a board to completely control the corporation because they did something he didn't like. The number one, uh, in the, the, the corporation that employs the most people in Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. it's it's a bright move. It's a bright move. Um, so the other three people on the board are all lawyers. Okay. Okay. Shock. Okay. shock. Um, and they all gave money to Ron DeSantis. So Martin Garcia donated shock. fifty thousand to Ron DeSantis. Uh, Michael A. Sasso uh, donated roughly nine thousand to conservative candidates, including DeSantis. Can we talk? Uh, look, I want to be petty um, because look, something that. So, f- for example, uh, today we found out that uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, a man who is not turtle enough for the Turtle Club, he uh, fell and hurt himself. Uh, and I was told by Twitter, some on Twitter, that I was supposed to feel bad about that. And no. No, 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 like I'm not going to wish, oh, I hope you hurt and I hope you die in pain, but I'm going to say, you know, fuck around and find out and you've been a shit your entire life. So I'm not too sad about you right now. Yeah. If stairs take you out at 86 or whatever. Okay. Like that's That's called that's nature working its course. God bless you. That's right. But that's where I'm at. Get a stair master like a normal five year old. (laughs) I saw, was great, I saw a great, I saw a great tweet on uh, Twitter, which was, uh, "They don't wish them any him any harm, just uh, as the, the same healthcare he'd wish on the poorest Americans." Yeah, 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 exactly. Ah, there it is. So uh, that brings me to, of course, being petty about Mike Sasso. I want to be petty about Mike Sasso. Can we talk about Mike Sasso <laughs> for two seconds? Do we all know what I'm Please. talking about when I talk about Mike Sasso? Um, is he the one with the weird hair? We're going to talk about the, Mike the, Sasso. The hair. Um, Mike Sasso uh, is a lawyer, and he has – if you type in Mike Sasso, Florida, into Google, it is the first image that will come up. This is a professional photographer's uh, picture of this man, um, and he has decided oh. that he is going to make it very clear that he does – he's not balding at top at all because he has um, – I, I believe they're highlights. He has blonded his dark hair and has brought it all forward like a bowl cut. Yeah, um, it is the worst kind of comb over. I mean, w- when I was growing up, the guy with this kind of comb over was like the creepy math teacher with a van full of candy, basically. Right. I mean, well, yeah, this, but those this... people now run for office. That's, <laughs> True. That's what they do. So I, I hate to be petty, Mike, uh, but uh, how can you trust oh, a man? Who can't, yeah. How can you trust a man that can't trust a mirror? Like this is a, yeah, so this bad. is a, this is it's a bad. choice. It's yeah. camp. Oh, God. Is what it is. It's reached camp. It's this it's, is the hair- giving like evil CEO from like a 1990s Disney Channel movie. Yes, totally. Like a like a decom for sure. Everyone said that the board looked all like Tex Richmonds from the Muppets. Like they're all just trying to take the theater. I think that's accurate. I think it's accurate. I he also. It- he also uh, looks a little bit me. like uh, it, he looks like he's going to be somebody in an SNL skit. Like it's the the <laughs> hair is that bad. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I um, want to see his credentials. Oh, I'm going to look at this. Yeah, so and he's anyway, got crazy also, eyes too. In that board photo on the on the on this the web pic of them all sitting there, he's got sort of bug eyes going on. Yeah, 
it's nice that to know we've we've not lost Marty Feldman. I thought he had died, <laughs> but he lived. Um, so uh, anyway, let's talk about the first meeting real quick here, and then we can be done talking about these guys. Um, they met and uh, they kind of had their first. Uh, I don't know how to put it. Uh, they didn't really do anything. They just sort of yeah. They it really down. didn't. It was, a, it was like a photo op, if anything. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, the Reedy Creek Fire Department representative came up and, and kind of talked during open time. Um, and he did say, uh, that, um, I'm trying to find the, the gentleman's name, John Shirley, who's the president of the union spoke. And he said, uh, and that's the Reedy Creek Fire Department union. He said it was previously one of the highest paid departments with the best resources in the state, but that hasn't been the case. For one example, Shirley noted that Disney World has the largest private fleet of watercraft in the country, and the fire department does not have a water rescue vehicle. He said the current plan for a water rescue is to head to the nearest marina and attempt to commandeer a vehicle from Disney that they can use. Can you imagine them like just grabbing the float uh, at Animal Kingdom with uh, with Donald and Daisy on it, being like, "Sorry, motherfuckers, we gotta go. This is time." I mean, there has been a long like history of the fire department at, at, at Disney world, not being treated well. Yeah. Um, I don't think that DeSantis is going to fix that. Like, I don't know if they're expecting no. them to be like, here, here's all the, the, the budget you could want. Like something tells me that's not going to happen. I don't see it going down. Yeah. I, I this is the, the, the thing that always sort of happens with these things, right. Is like, there are legitimate complaints uh, because there's really, how do I put this? There's no good guy in this scenario. It's big monopolistic corporation versus, uh, you know, fucking fascist. So I don't know. I don't have much of a choice between the two, um, and I would like there not to be fires. So I understand this this reasoning. I understand why they they'd be interested in seeing those changes, and I support that. Like if Disney is not doing their job on this, I don't. It's something we've talked about in the past is we don't care necessarily that Disney does not have Reedy Creek anymore. We just wish it wasn't you know a. Uh, a I, what like a stop on the presidential election tour right right it's like in, an, in another world actually like the elimination of reedy creek would have been like a really good move it's just the fact that it's in complete retaliation yes for supporting for giving like the barest minimum support to gay people and they're like no now yeah, we're gonna not giving it then kind of giving pretty much it. And being behind the scenes, having Chapek saying like people are really upset. I well, I don't know what to do about it. Like like having that level of gutlessness, um, and they're still like we're going to take over uh, how you run your water supply. Like it's the strangest. Yeah, and, and put completely so weird. people in charge too. Yeah, yeah. Who have zero experience? I mean, like I mean go off i guess but that's the thing about this is they say they're going to do a lot but i think we all know they're not going to do a lot like i'd be shocked if they really did something just the fact stop that the, the fact, woke agenda yeah. the fact that the fact that DeSantis literally used the term there's a new sheriff in town oh like, yeah come on like yeah. are you i mean i'm like, also sure like that they're it... not gonna do every, everything like Reedy creek has the authority to like issue permits and I wouldn't right. be surprised if DeSantis, if DeSantis gets mad at Disney for, you know, like their next movie or whatever, having a gay kiss. And they'd be like, you know what? No, you can't build the next, your, you know, your Space Mountain refurb or whatever it is. I mean, it's it's interesting to to look at it from that angle. My thing with this, of course, and something we always kind of forget about is 
uh, all he needs to do is run for office and then he leaves and then there's an election and then uh you know he loses that election and he can't come crawling back and be governor again because people don't really like that and like this this whole thing can unfold very quickly or like it really does take one moderate to come in and be like well we don't really need to do this and this and this and then it all goes back to the way it was weirdly anyway it's so it's just gonna performative it's very performative and what will end up happening is if disney can show proof that their obstructionist things are causing them um financial pain which they can make up however they want by the yeah, way they that's can just spend, moving numbers that's just moving numbers around right they're going to do that and then they're going to start like cutting jobs and they're going to go what you forced us to do this and and it'll turn into litigation it's just it, it yeah. i mean it's just like it's the way that things are playing out in national politics with trump and everything the only way to get to these people is through is through a legal course through it, it, defamation through um, you know, uh, w- uh, you're 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 impeding our business is what's going to happen. Disney's going to have a lot of weight to throw around there, whether it's true or not. They're going to do it anyway. Right. And d- for those who are like, well, Disney can move. No, 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 <laughs> no. Just no. pack the whole park up, guys. All right, just uh, pack her up. This I mean, isn't a fucking this. This isn't yeah. a church carnival, people. Like no. this is there's infrastructure there that would cost them billions and they would and it's not worth their money so they're they're better off sticking around going all right this is going to pass like i bet you internally they're like this is bluster and braggadocio if we find any actual serious problems with them we're going to sue their right. the crap out of them and it'll pass and they'll right. be back to where they were because yeah, and i think i mean i mean we already said, like there are like florida's already proposed an extension to the don't say gay law in this uh in this legislation legislative session and of course disney said has said nothing this time yeah and uh something something tells me they're probably not going to well and this is the key this is something i and i'm not taking credit for most of this this is the work of john oliver but they went through and sort of like looked at desantis's last couple years of doing stuff or at least from when he was governor but then stuff he has said before and especially as governor it's been a lot of throw big raw meat out to the base get sued Things go and kind of get stopped by judges, and then uh, they're right now kind of up in the air, and they're not really happening, right? But but it all looks good for him because he threw the red meat out. The thing that's interesting about Reedy Creek is, is like, it's theoretically his most successful cultural win. Like, he he was able to do the thing, and there's no, like, way to really stop him. So... Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this affects. It's it's the least. Reedy Creek is the least important of all the malicious things he's doing for sure. Um, it, but it may be the one that's talked about by him the most in the coming months because it's the one that he can say is still going on. So he may come back to this drum now and then and sort of say like, "All right, more." <laughs> so hopefully not. But you know, you never know. Um, Let's see here. Let's continue on. We got so much news. Um, Victoria, tell us a little bit about uh, while the state of Florida seems to be failing, you can go up to a Galactic Star Cruiser and everything's going okay, right? Right? Right, Victoria? Right? I mean, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) It's your definition of okay. (laughs) So um, the Galactic Star Cruiser, um, the latest, I'm not even going to call it a hotel because anytime I call it a hotel, I get told and chewed out and it's an, it's an experience. What the fuck ever. <laughs> so 
the dates uh, for the remainder of the calendar going from October to December are available to book, but they're going down from three um, bookings a week to two, if I remember correctly. Um, apparently, it's just getting so bad with capacity that they can only fill one dinner service at this point. There's been low occupancy for cruises that are being canceled. I know there were like TikTok videos going around that some of the cast members that were under contract did not renew. They started offering discounts to DVC and the CMs. Um, it's it's just not looking like the demand that they expected is there. So, I, I yeah, two experiences per week starting in October. And so this, it's a three day experience, right? Mm-hmm. Two. Uh, it's like it's two, two days in the morning. Two days in the morning. Yeah. So I'm assuming that third day is an overlap for both bookings, right? So this is basically just saying they're taking out a weekend, right? They're doing Monday through Friday and then a reset a reset weekend or, or whatever. I mean, yes, this is less. This isn't the drastic cut that I think people think it is. Mm. You know what I mean? It's this is, it, it, I don't know. I mean, is it selling? Well, no, but. I, they're not going to abandon it. It's not like it's going to go away completely. Well, I mean, from a TA standpoint, they're not going to abandon it. But what they try to get us to do is to mm. sell it as an addition on top of a regular package. That's insane. So it's like, that's, yeah, that's insane. So they, they, I, yeah, I, and I, I say that. like It's crazy, right? Like They want us to sell a normal package and use the star cruiser as an add-on. So like, And they want you to do it the star cruiser first and then do your vacation. Yeah, that's just, just crazy it's, it's just too expensive for like like i mean if it, if it was like a one thousand dollar experience I, I don't think they'd be having an issue but when it costs six thousand dollars for two days yeah. in addition to your travel costs to get to which Disney is insane World in because I mean, a regular cruise costs almost half that yeah like their regular I, cruise is more worth it yeah i can do a seven day disney cruise for less than that i mean it's mm-hmm. it's I I mean, trust me, I want to go, but but it's not going to be something that I add on to a seven day trip. It's going to be like, oh, I'm out there for a conference. I'm going to take an extra weekend and go. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it it, you know, I think that they'll end up discounting it. They'll probably end up scaling back some of the entertainment inside in terms of staffing and and scope. And and, I'd be really curious to see if they like adapt any other because I mean, it's i mean it's obviously you know it's just an, a huge set that could be used for any sort of experience it doesn't necessarily have to be the model they're using right now and I, i've always been interested in like you know what if you did like a a six or seven hour you know evening experience right you know like a you know like a dinner cruise kind of thing where you still get the entire story you get the big battle you get dinner and a show you get to walk around do some of the interactive stuff it's just compressed into a much shorter time frame and they could, you know, they could run two of them a day. They could, and they'll have new people every day. And like, maybe that would be a way to, to yeah, lower the price point. Yeah. It's a hoop. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, I, I think that's where it's going to go. That's a lot of wasted space when you don't use those rooms. But then again, who cares? Yeah. Well, you, know? you could like do like a, you could do like a Polynesian model where it's like, you know, you still ha- operate the hotel. But the show is a thing that's open to a separate set of guests, hmm. and like you, it's an add-on to stay the night or something. Yeah, yeah, that's you true. certainly could do that. It's something. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, you know, we've we've all been. I don't know, Dave. You're you you have the pulse on the industry. <laughs> um, 
are these experiences something that other businesses think is is a viable opportunity for them or is this a complete is everyone just still kind of waiting around and going like ah this is gonna work or not because i think COVID also falls into giving it's a yeah. good excuse for why this isn't working there's yes. a lot of reasons and i think that COVID is a a valid percentage of why it's not working we're just sure. in a different financial space right now but like i mean i i, I had gone through many uh design ideas with clients in the past about this very thing about how do we take the cruise ship model and make it on land and make it like you know uh, about a story about an immersive world um uh there was a time when i worked on a certain ip that involves a magical school that involved this kind of idea that i can't talk about so um (laughs) that never happened but like Trust me, people have been talking about this for a very, very, very long time. And so, you know, it's very easy to look at the cruise industry and say, well, that's successful. Why isn't this? But it is something different. And I think they're the first out the gate and that's not insignificant. Sure. And so as an industry, I still give it a huge pass because it is a it is a huge swing. They mm-hmm. are taking a massive swing for this, and are they getting beat oh, yeah, up? It's amazing. Sure. I'm so glad they did it. Yeah, I'm very glad they did it. Somebody had to be first. Now the the hard work is all right. How do you right size it, and how do you make it have the same impact and not neuter it, but make it actually financially successful? I mean. Right. Do you think if anybody thinks for a second that Disney thought this was going to make its money back in the first five or 10 years, you do not know how theme parks work because none of them do. Attractions take usually 20 to 30 years to make their money back. So um, and parks even longer. So it. But generally, you don't have to get a res. Well, you kind of have to get a reservation for Space Mountain. But theoretically, (laughs) there's a lot of people that want that reservation. Um, Yeah. I think that's the problem. It's like it's like any hotel. It's like, but it's cordoned off. I think the secrecy of the whole thing, even though they show you stuff and there's tours and stuff at this point where you can see whatever. Like it's it's a building. Like it's uh, if you pass it, it's nothing. Like yeah. there's yeah. nothing interesting about it. And it's yeah, it's a I don't know. It's an interesting concept. We'll we'll have to see what the yeah. Thing. I think it's one of those things that everybody should just stay tuned. They're not gonna you know knock it down next week. Mm-hmm. Um, it will change. They're going to change something. I love Kira. I love the idea of like limited time experiences in the same space. And maybe by going down to two full sailings, as it were, that gives them a day or two in between to do exactly that, right. To do come in and do a dinner thing, come in and do an evening thing, come in and do a cocktail thing. Well, hell you um, can do two different kinds of shows too. Like there's nothing yeah, that says yeah. your cruise quote unquote has to go to the same place. I think the marketing of this thing has been poor in the sense that they kept talking about it like it's a cruise and not like it's a, Oh, I don't know. I don't want to escape room is a bad example. Um, uh, you know, meow wolf is a better example. Like, yeah. like to treat it like, uh, it, it's an immersive experience. That's one thing. But to then, tr- like, they kept trying to use the analogy of cruise because it is a star cruiser and you're in narrative going places. But I think that gives people the wrong idea of what they're kind of getting into. Um, and and if you're not interested in a cruise, well, you're probably not going to, if that's how you sold, <laughs> like, you're not going to think, well, that's what I want to do. Like, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, that's that's me using that terminology. I don't think Disney compares it to their cruises at all, right? Like, but it's yeah. it's certainly, know, it, I think, what people are doing, you right. know, in general. And, all, and the thing is, all inclusive on land 
there is precedent for it, right? I mean, the 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 there are the all inclusive resorts in the Bahamas. Um, Great Wolf Lodge, for Christ's mm-hmm. sakes, is a is a cruise yeah. ship on land at a much lower cost and a much lower experience level. Well, but what I was thinking is like, um, I don't know if you've seen like the documentary about all like the resorts that used to be in the Catskills, mm-hmm. and, like, yeah. and how and how yeah. they basically set the model for cruise ships. And I don't know, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, none of those are successful anymore. They've all basically closed down. But like, if there was a model that was viable, that was it for for whatever time period that was. Yeah, I think I care what I what I hear is to be successful. The Star Cruiser needs a Jewish comedian. I agree. I think that's the I think that's the key. <laughs> Take our Catskills comedy. And put it on there. <laughs> I mean, honestly, just put the Muppets in there. Sure. Oh. Why not? <laughs> That would be Why kind not? of amazing, actually. I mean, there needs to be a Muppet Star Wars something anyway. Well, I can't believe there hasn't been one. But yeah, exactly. I'm just yeah. giving ideas. Speaking yeah. of other Star Wars things uh, that are close to Muppet things, uh, over at Hollywood Studios, <laughs> um, that's a that's a transition. You might not like it, but it's one. Um, there <laughs> is uh, something going on at Hollywood Studios Galaxy's Edge. Victoria, who's popped up? Uh, who's popped up and is greeting people now? Before I say everything, I'm telling all y'all I told y'all so. Y'all know who you are. Anyway, so Mandalorian and Grogu, also known as Baby Yoda, (laughs) are currently doing roaming meet and greets at um, Batu East. And it's been confirmed by, I believe it was like Scott Gustin, I believe, on Twitter that uh, they, this is a permanent thing that they're going to be doing. Like it's going anywhere. Yeah, he they're they're chilling. So yeah. it's a fun time. I uh I saw him at uh Hollywood or at uh, California uh Batu Batu West um last weekend actually and it was oh, I uh, saw him last visit. He was delightful. Tell it us was about great. Uh, tell us about Batu Pride, how'd it go? Batu Pride. Oh, this is oh, the yay. for for the folks who don't know, this is just this little lark that I started back in 2019 that is just like, hey, queer Star Wars nerds come bound. And it's literally it. I um I did it on on Gay Day in 2019 as a lark. Um, it ended. Uh, we we ended up with like 60 of my friends all made reservations at Ogas within like 15 minutes of each other. So we took over Ogas and turned it into a gay bar for like three hours. Um, <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I made I made coasters, and then the manager of the place was like, "Did you make these?" And I was like, "Uh, maybe." She's like, "Do you have more?" Oh yeah, here you go. And I gave her a stack of them, and we made pins. And it was to me, it was like we did it in 2019. And I thought I'm never going to do this again. This is just for sillies, right? And then Scott Trowbridge mentions it on stage at Star Wars Celebrations last year um, during the section about fandom. He's like, you know, we've got the saber meetups and the droid builders and the and the data pad modders and uh, wedding proposals and all those kind of things in Galaxy's Edge. And Bachi Bride, and he said it, and the crowd went nuts. And I'm like, well, I guess I gotta, I guess I gotta <laughs> do this now. So um, it's not really anything other than just, hey, show up in queer Star Wars bounding. Um, and I put set up a threadless site with uh, 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 shirts and mugs and pins and stuff with artwork from submitted by fans, queer fans and allies um, that will all benefit the It Gets Better project. So it really is that. But we had our first official one since 2019 this past weekend in uh, at Disneyland. And uh, it was fun. It was mostly me and like 15 of my friends, although about 30, 20 or 30 people had gotten wind of it and came searching for me to get a pin. 
and um, uh, uh, and we took over Ogas and took a lot of fun photos in our cool bounding outfits. And it was silly and dumb. And I did it this past weekend because that was mini gay day, which is uh, something we do in California. That's the halfway point between the main ones, because frankly, the main one has gotten so crowded. It's just not fun anymore. So I haven't gone in a couple of years. Mm. Um, and this actually, for me, sort of helps separate Batu Pride a little bit and make it its own sure. thing a little. And and in Florida, it's going to be at. Uh, it's not the obviously not the main Saturday at Magic Kingdom. It's on Friday at Hollywood Studios. We will be doing it there, June second of this year. Whether I'm out there is still up in the air. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, but I have uh, um, boots on the ground. They're going to be helping us, um, uh, Miss Alicia Stella. Uh, uh, that we all know and love is going to be helping uh, in the park. Um, and I'm going to be taking pin orders soon online to, to ship to people. Um, but again, it's, it's, there's no program or agenda. If people want to follow us on all the socials at Batu pride everywhere. And, and, and if you ever go into the parks and do your own bounding or saber meetup or whatever, um, tag us and we'll repost. That's literally the point of it. The point yeah. of it is mainly just um, show up, be gay, love star Wars and, and, and show us your, show us your pride. Well, I'm glad it went well. Okay, yeah, well, well. went great. It was a lot of fun. Um, what do we all think about? So uh, uh, we have Mando, as we said, and Grogu. You, you saw them west. Now they're here on east. Um, yeah. Uh, so so timelines be damned. We've decided timelines. Time people don't care about timelines. Uh, no, which is, which is fine because it didn't make any sense. I don't. Anyway. It no. didn't make any sense anyway. Yeah. And the thing is, nobody cared years ago with no. Star Tours, the adventures continue because you were in the new timeline and then you went back to Hoth and like it didn't. But I, know, the... I, I do appreciate that they're now linear. Like you have yeah. like very specific. OK, this is the prequels. This is the originals <laughs> and this is the continue. Like I got it. So I like that. You're not going to ever see Kylo meet Mando. Like they have these all scheduled, I think, in a way. Yeah, that sounds like a great way to. A great compromise. Yeah. Well, I, the, I like saw the promise of that too, of like making an original location is that you can have so many stories unfold there and you're not limited to one specific thing. So, like, I think this is great. Yeah. I saw Mando and Grogu, and then like an hour later, I saw Fennec. So. <laughs> You know, it's like they're not even the same timeline at all. But okay, it was fine. Who, yeah. I mean, the people were taking photos, and and it, you know, it's it's. Don't it, I don't think no you need to bend cares. over backwards. No, I don't think you need to bend over backwards for that. I think where it matters is in the attractions, right? Like, in once you're in the attraction, you're in a specific timeline. But yeah. out in the land, it's it's a it's a vibe and a mood, and I'm here for it. Yeah, and there's that's. I mean, that's how it's always been. Period. You know, yeah. like exactly. But, you shouldn't have that much much of an issue with it. Um, we used to have, you know, cowboys and Davy Crockett hanging around Chippendale, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> well, it's like I mean, that too. I mean, it takes place in the Star Wars universe. Who's to say that you know, in a planet that's at the edge of the of the galaxy, time doesn't work a little funny there? That's what I. Yeah, to. yeah. Well, and I've <laughs> heard a... I heard rumors of I, and this is rumor don't believe me but what i had heard and i liked the idea was they said like they were going to work up some meet and greet area that was part of the land but sort of you know separate so it kind of like go into your own area the mm-hmm. idea was that this area had a kind of a time flux kind of a uh, oh well the spirits of of different <laughs> timelines show up and like who knows who because and they were using the the force you know, Empire Strikes Back, the Force cave concept a little bit, the, the idea was. So, you know, who knows who the Force will show you was the whole idea. And I kind of like yeah. that. Like, if you really want to yeah. keep your timeline, you, there are fun, creative ways. I mean, yeah. Star Wars has literal 
at this point you you know they travel through time so well, look i mean the you know batu as a whole galaxies as a whole was a huge swing in mm-hmm. terms of you know placemaking and timelines and they and they promised a lot from the very beginning that they were going to stick to this thing and it's obvious that with cutting all the entertainment early on it was actually i think kind of a blessing in disguise maybe to be honest because if they had opened a bunch of shows that were just about the current trilogy yeah you know which kind of ended a little weekly like it's better now that they can sort of put in entertainment as they need it. Um, and so I, I think this is an exact, exact example, just like um, Star Cruise is going to have to do of them sort of adjusting. And it, and it is a, it is a, it is a, 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 an organic place that has every right to change. Everybody, anybody who thinks theme parks should be stuck in a moment is doesn't know how they work and yeah. they always kind of adapt with their stories. And so I, I'm very excited to see how they address these things. I mean, and then there's the the cynical view of it all, which is that the reason you have Mando and Grogu and Fennec and all the, um, you know, Avengers campus heroes, that's all paid for by TV marketing folks. That's not the park spending money on that. That's the incredibly high TV marketing budgets going, Hey, let's show off in this, in this place that we can show people and get, and the park's like, yay, we get people showing up to see a costume. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a win-win, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and that yeah. costume sits around and is available if necessary. So yeah, right. I, I don't hate that. You know, it, it's funny. Like, you know, the joke I keep making is, if you want to know what's popular in Star Wars, you see who is doing meet and greets in California. If you want to know what's amazingly popular in Star Wars, see what they finally gave us here in Florida. <laughs> and and I think that's just the truth. You know, like they'll test stuff out, but if it comes down here, it works. Like. Uh, I don't know if you know the the blue haired spy of Batu V Moradi. Like you're in trouble, girl. Like you, not, this original character is not going to be around much longer. So take your photos with V if you see her uh, around the park, because I can guarantee you, if uh, things like Mando work, uh, they have no need for some OG character for the land that they have to explain who they are as they meet people. It's just it's going to go away. So get your photos in. Um, all right, let's <laughs> let's talk about a thing that it, it just doesn't want to go away apparently or is not allowed to die gracefully. I don't know how to explain this one. Know, I don't know. Victoria, it's what's confusing. going on over at Epcot? So, over at Epcot in World Showcase in France Pavilion, uh Impressions de France, which is a film that shows the grandeur and romance of France. <laughs> uh it was already kind of limited in its run hours if um I believe previously it was like only showing during the nights for like mm-hmm. two show times, but now they're yeah. going to switch that and do it in the morning instead, but it's even more limited. So they're not going to be showing impressions to France between 9 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. And then um, when they have hotel early entry for the park, it's going to be at 8.30. I... <laughs> It just feels like there's like I'm, an edict somewhere that says like I, you can't get rid of the show. I can't and then there's someone it. else is like determined to give the metrics that it's not popular. Yeah. Right. So, so here's the thing. Impressions is easily without question my favorite uh Disney filmed experience, bar none, no questions asked. I absolutely adore it. The soundtrack. I agree. It's very fire. It's, it's, yes. Yeah. The, that, that carnival of the animals. Uh, uh, clip is like my favorite music yeah. in a Disney theme park. My, and by the uh, way, let's let's pronounce it correctly. Impression du front. Oh, impression du front. 
Impression. Impression. De. De. France. France. Merci. Merci, blabla. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I think that's... Okay, so... I had the, and I think I mentioned this before, my last podcast, Dreamfinders, uh, which is not available anymore. I need to, I'll work on that. Um, <laughs> uh, I got to interview the director of Impressions de France, and he was very much like, I can't believe it's still around. You know, and this was when the Beauty and the Beast thing was still there, but they were kind of, this was right when it started, and they were kind of halfing it a little bit more. And he was like, well, it's just cool that it's still around. And he's, you know, amazing stories about making this thing and, you know, being you know, kind of strapped to the top of an elevator with a camera and going up the Eiffel Tower so we can get that shot. Like, just insane things. It's just, it's a beautiful piece of work. And I don't get, but my thing is, it's like, you know, let this thing die. If you're going to kill it with this horrible Beauty and the Beast thing along, just kill it at this point. Like, it's, when does this become a slap in the face? Like, what you're right. Like, what what edict is there that they have to show this at least once a day? Because I don't think the director knew that because he never told me, like, oh, well, I'm never worried about it going away because you know, he had made peace with it going away, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> he didn't think it was going to yeah. last this long. Um, so I don't know. It doesn't – I can't fathom why they're still doing it unless – Yeah, it's, it's profoundly odd because, like, I mean, Walt Disney World has no reservations about just getting rid of things people love. No, uh, but except for this one weird show where they're like, "Oh, we we can't get rid of it," which I mean, I guess, it, like, I'm happy that it's still there. I guess, but like, is anyone going to rope drop to see this movie? I mean, if I still have my annual pass, because of course I'm moving, uh, I would because yeah, I never same. stayed late enough. Except for the last our last day, uh, the, our last Epcot trip, I said, "Okay, I'm going to stick around long enough." But like. When you're an annual pass holder, you don't want to be stuck in the crowds during fireworks or after fireworks. And, you know, it was kind of playing during fireworks is the thing. Like, it was real late. And uh, it would be nice to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to go see it. And then I can do the rest of my day. Like, I would have loved that. But you're right. Like, who's stumbling in for – and it's weird to make it the first one because you're going to – you are going to have parents come to that place ready for the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Because it's the thing that they think is there, and why would they assume that they're going to show one screening of uh, – it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So like make I'm, it make sense. You know what? If it wants to stay around, that's fine. If they want to show it wherever they need to show it, God bless them. Put it in the Canada <laughs> Pavilion. I don't give a shit. Just keep it around. I love it. So. <laughs> you know, that actually would be kind of cool if you took all these Circle Vision films – because clearly they're not doing China anymore. It's in a vault somewhere because they announced. Wait, wait it. what's yeah. what's in the China Pavilion then? Well, no, it's there, but it's the old show. Oh, uh, they yeah, it hasn't been had, updated in a while. They had this whole. They were going to release the China one, uh, the one yeah, that's in the land. I remember that they did announce that they were going to do new ones, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Like seamless ones. It was well, mm-hmm. Canada's Canada's uh, is seamless now and it's gorgeous. Canada's, China's, and then the lands uh, where they had done what Circle of Life. And they opened the two. It was for like Festival of the Arts one year. It was like, oh, we're having movie premieres. Um, And then they never, they just didn't finish China. Like it just never came out. So, uh, but you know what? Take take one of those theaters and, 
or put it somewhere else and be like, we're just showing all Circle Vision films. Like, this is just the Circle Vision Theater. Like, UNC will have international Circle Vision. And if you want to see Canada, we play it this time. If you want to see France, it's half the Old screen. Old school Tomorrowland? Just, just bring back a Circle Vision Theater to Tomorrowland? Just do it. Just do it. Put all Circle Vision <laughs> films not? in one place. So. You know, multi-screen things were were of a time. Nowadays, when you've got video, 20 projectors stitched together to do the Flight of Passage ride, it's just, it's not... It's not yeah. a thing anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a unique moment in time. Yeah, to say the least. moment in time. Large format film. R.I.P. Yeah, I I will say though that I, I do like impressions. Lack of circle vision. I think that's its key. It's more mm-hmm. panoramic. Yeah. It's. I think I'm going to do this wrong. It's either four or five. Um, I believe but, it's five. I think it's. I want to say yeah. it's five. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, because it's center and then two on each side and. Uh, the director I remember mentioning, he he said like it was great because we could do these cool shots and we didn't have to worry what was behind us. Like it was a it, they were able to do stuff that they really wanted to do because there wasn't that limitation of having to show everything. So I don't yeah, know. I think so. Like Circle Vision always gives you like a little like fear, like FOMO. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> which way do I look? <laughs> you know, uh, I, as AP, uh, I would just turn around and look. Like, because they do sort of try to move your focal, like uh, where you're looking, kind of with movement and stuff like that. Uh, but there were times I would just turn all the way around and be like, "I'm watching this movie now. Whatever's behind here, I'm gonna watch this." So, um, God bless you, Circle Vision and Impressions de France. May you last forever. Viva la France. Uh, moving <laughs> on, though, we're gonna head over to Shanghai uh, with one more final piece of uh, Disney Parks news, and this is a good one. Victoria, who are they getting to meet soon? They are going to meet Red Panda, Malin Lee from Turning Red, which, by the way, I've known this for three weeks and I couldn't say anything. <laughs> How'd you so, know so long? You just had the right, you just knew the right people? I got told last time I was in Disneyland, so I couldn't say anything because oh. we Did thought it see... was going to come to Disneyland. <sighs> Did you see the, the, the picture of the costume? It's it looks amazing. like a render from the movie. It looks it so it good. Looks so good. Yeah. It's really good. So it's going to be a limited time part of their spring offerings in Shanghai Disney um, until May 31st. This is the first time she's been in any Disney park. Um, she's going to be strictly in her Red Panda um, Red Panda form. It's not going to be mm-hmm. like her in her human form. But <laughs> so cute. So excited. The Shanghai girlies are going to love it. Yeah. They need to do a, a little four town stage show. Is what they oh. need to do. Yeah, like a little so dance I was party also with four told town. That they were supposed to be at um Sweetheart's Night. Oh. oh, that would make sense. They were gonna have her and then have members of Four Town at Sweetheart's Night, but it fell through oh. because they couldn't find people that look close enough. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to find. Oh. Uh, I mean, there. Dave, you you will have a, a better understanding of this. I assume if you're looking for cast members who look like boys, they're just all twinks, right? Like you're just you're yeah. seeking twinks. <laughs> yeah, Nathan, yeah, pretty much. Please. Well, yeah. I'm just you know, what? that's true. I mean, that's who you're twink, looking for. Twinks are twinks are twonks, okay. which are like like slightly built, a little bit older twinks, right? They're, oh. they're, they're we we call those twonks. Um, yeah, yeah, I need I to know, know more about either. twonks. There you go. Um, yeah, and if they're if they're hairy or bearded but not big and they're thin we call them otters right you know that one yeah the various the various woodland creatures of the gay world it's, do you do twinks a... it does it go i'm going from like evolutionary hair twink. and size twink twonk otter 
twink twunk otter bear shirt wolf yeah okay Okay. yeah well wolves are usually like this is it's also dumb come on now but uh no uh, charles darwin taught us we categorize things that's what we do (laughs) it's it's true it's true now i want to i want to do like a nature show um you know in like a gay bar now but (laughs) but narrated by by what's his name the british guy uh, richard attenborough richard attenborough i like yeah here we see the twunk and the natural habitats (laughs) um Anyway, so no, I like they, they can't find guys that look like Four Town in California. Yeah, that's that's uh just go th- swing a dead cat in WeHo and you'll find somebody. <laughs> that's just what I was told. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I know the I know the the idea was true. I don't know if them being able to find anybody was true. I know but... that there are friends in WeHo. I know about them. So, but barely. Right, right. There's a lot of people who are friends of Peter Pan and friends of Aladdin. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> now wait. I've also been told WeHo is not the place to find uh, the young twinks anymore. Uh, it is, but you also, I mean, LA is a big city, so you also right. have Silver Lake, which is like the OG gay neighborhood. And right. Downtown LA is now up and coming. I mean, look, every city. There's not one little gay neighborhood anymore. Twinks it's all the way of, down. Took such a right? turn. Just tell you. twinks all the way down. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this took such a turn. I mean, I see the panda, connection between this and Red Pandas. A little girl who was a Red Panda to where you can find Twinks. Where you can find Twinks, Daddies, we're and trying, yeah. It's because we're trying to inject sexuality into everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, I am excited about this character. It might be the most huggable character past Chewbacca. I think Chewbacca will remain hug- more huggable. But I don't know. You, you know, Baymax I mean, is pretty Baymax. unhuggable. He yeah, feels Baymax like a giant huggable. marshmallow. Yeah, I know. But the embrace, you don't get much of an embrace from No, him. his tiny little arms. He's like, a, like a big inflatable T-Rex costume. Yeah. Like, well, he can't help that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm when I meet uh, 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 May Red Panda, I'm going to bury my face in that fur and cry. Because <laughs> it's so cry. cute. It's so, so cute. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I see a fun, I see, a, you know, now my brain's kind of working on like you do a show and you could do that, you know, do the transformation bit between an actor oh. and it'd be great. Do some, if they did, down. if they did that costume with one of the talking heads, yeah. which is hard because of the, the way that mouth is shaped and works, it wouldn't be easy. Yeah. But, but you imagine if that had animated eyes and a mouth and got to sing along with four town, I would plot. That would be amazing. <laughs> Um. Anyway, we're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about uh, oh. a, another uh, theme park. Who oh, no. is? Oh, um, they are not identifying as Twinks or Twonks. They are identifying <laughs> uh, as uh, as I've put it online as GameCube logos. Uh, GameCube game logos. Um, uh, Dave, will you tell us a little bit about what's going on in in your old neck of the woods? Yeah. Um <laughs> I tried to be you know like open-minded and forgiving about this new logo announcement for Universal Orlando. I tried. I looked at him for a very long time. I tried not to read other people's opinions of it. I looked at them like I would as a client. And 
look apologies to anybody that is there that i know that worked on these i'm just going to say that right now but no but apologies were... from me just to be clear you made garbage right. work yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm i'm gonna i gotta be somewhat uh yes. you know tactful here yes you absolutely um, do this is by committee i i'm not I right, believe this is by committee First of all, yes, it, this is by committee. This is the worst case of committee design I think I've seen in a long time. But if I were the client, I would have sent these back. I mean, um, now let, let's back up a little, though. Remember, yes. when b- before they became the behemoth that they are now and they were just one park expanding to two parks, if you remember that first Islands of Adventure logo where Islands of Adventure were at two different angles, they were two different vanishing points. It was one of the worst pieces of graphic design right. I've ever seen professionally. As a matter of fact, it was universally, no pun intended, hated at creative, mm-hmm. but it was it was picked and guided in design by the same PepsiCo execs who were running the joint at the, at the time, who also were the geniuses who came up with Universal Studios Escape. Yeah. Okay. And we all know how that went. Right. Um, and after years of logo (laughs) (laughs) and, 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 you know, for years, universal has been on a really good branding game. I, I I mean, as that, as that resort has expanded and as they gotten more, you know, influx of mad Comcast money for attractions and parks and things, uh, it's all been universally pretty good, but you look at these new logos and there's just fundamental design mistakes in them. Um, yeah. First of all, I saw some, I forget who I saw online, but somebody said they put them through a web check in terms of like readability in at size and scale and against different uh, brightnesses and color backdrops and, and screen resolutions. And that Volcano Bay one, like I'm looking at it right now on the page that you sent us yep. um, and you can't read it because no. the I in Universal goes away. The top of the A goes away in Volcano against that white. You know, the 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 word adventure, like they've been going away from the 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 the, the flying through space look of islands of adventure, the sort of angled look for every iteration. But this one now it kind of looks like a mistake. It's so hand waved, right? Mm-hmm. Um the, the 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 word Florida cutting off South America. Now they've always had that issue of of having to cut off the the continents and the globe underneath Universal Studios floor, but this just seems particularly egregious compared to last uh, previous versions of it. Um, City Walk oh, looks City like Walk. a <laughs> City Walk looks like a lingerie brand to me. Like it, <laughs> it, 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 it's it just looks like the if you look at the Sex and the City two movie poster, it's yes. pretty much the same. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it like uh, just all of these are like. The least egregious probably Universal Studios floor because we're we're used to it. I think it mm-hmm. needed some tweaks. Volcano Bay, I love the idea that they're going for that it is the globe, right? They want a circular shape, a globe shape for all of their parks. That's actually fun, uh, you know, a complimentary branding between parks, but it just doesn't read. It's just that mm-hmm. that that and and they're going back to this skeuomorphic look of of things being being you know uh, dimensional and glossy and, and having layers where like if you look at the flattened versions of these logos i they're saw those bad. elsewhere online they're not they're not as bad they work okay they're fine they work on print and they, they they work they'll work on tickets and things but man that they're just not good and mm-hmm. and i and i hate to say that because i'm like i know that some that a lot of work went into these but to your point i think it's designed by committee i think that they, these don't look even like they were focus grouped to be honest, they, if they were, then man, it was a terrible focus group and people have no taste because yeah. they didn't have the right people guiding it from those from those focus group notes. 
I'll take the um, Universal like Studios one over the the old school Universal Studios Florida one. Not the not the neon. The neon's perfect, um, but the one that the globe is like fully realized with with uh, basically temperature patterns. Like there's yeah, it's yeah. It, it it looks like Saturn. It's egregiously terrible. Um, yeah. but man, it's oof. I oh, I will yeah. say I like I mean I I don't like them. So, but I do appreciate that they went in a different direction than the standard blandification of logos that's been happening to like every brand under the sun. Mm, yeah. And that these are in a different direction from that look. Um, so they're, they're, at least they're unique and distinct. Yeah, but I am I going to have to see that Islands of Adventure logo now slapped onto the lighthouse? Like, I hope not. Woof. That looks like a cover of one of the Mist sequels from the early aughts. Basically. Yes. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it really does. So uh, apologies to any people I know over there that worked on these. I just think they're really lacking. I think they're they're I, I'm with Kira that look, new design is inevitable. I'm mm-hmm. glad they went in some the Volcano Bay one to me is the most uh, interesting change that I think there's something there. Like, but if they needed to put sky or something behind the white part so that it the the to make the letters in the water pop a little more. Like I love this the circular similarity between all of them good direction i would have i would have stayed on that but like each well, one except has something walk. about it city walk yeah doesn't have that because it's not a park yeah true right true. it's and i think it, this is about all the parks um but just when you look at the old islands one and the new one it, the new one just feels like again that that angle of the word adventure doesn't look purposeful it was so watered down then why do it at all you know well and i saw a uh Someone had talked about it had been released for like five seconds. Islands of Adventure's original logo, but it had the text had been centered, so it was it it was centered instead of kind of the way we got it, uh, which ended up you know that sort of uh, I'm trying to find an example so I can look at it myself. It kind of is a kind of Indiana Jonesy now, or it was I guess, uh, but it used to be there was a, a version that was kind of centered in, and I thought okay, that's not too bad. It's like a it's it kind of lands it just right. And I, I get the, you're right. Like there seems like volcano seems fairly centered in this new one studios yeah. is, but islands is just like all over the place. It, yeah. It's just a little odd. Yeah. It's just a little odd. I bet we never see these. <laughs> you think they're, you think they're going to go back to the drawing board with these? I think that we'll see flat variations, but we're never going to see these three D. I can't fathom where they're going to put these three D ones. I just can't no one... fathom it. I mean, I wouldn't buy merch with that islands logo. No, but then again, I, I'm I'm and I don't think I'm in the minority here. Beyond merch that is based on Jaws or Back to the Future or you know yeah. uh, the retro merch that they had for the neon sign, Universal merch is garbage. Like 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 seventy five percent of it's not good design People, to begin with. Well, and the things that sell are the IP based ones, yep. and no, nobody like we are the nerds and weirdos who want you know park logo merch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm the nerd who the thing I always bought was never t shirts, but always like the souvenir guidebook and the VHS tape. You yeah. know, um, so I, I'm the outlier when it comes to merch. I I I I, I have an old island uh, islands adventure cap and polo shirt and stuff from when I was there. Sure. Um, but like, yeah, I I, I would buy a Poseidon's Fury souvenir water vortex. <laughs> I like that. I think like a t- like a desktop vortex with a little yeah, water, like a little desktop, like a little, water and it spins. Yeah, yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, I'll do that. That sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> oh man, well. 
uh, some bad news for that park, but some good news for Disney on the company front. I, theoretically, this is theme park news, but yeah, it's more it's more Imagineering company based. Bruce Vaughn has returned. Dave, tell us um, what your thoughts are on on this. Uh, what he had done previously in the company. He is not a spring chicken at all when it comes to Disney Imagineering. No, no, Bruce Bruce Vaughn uh, had a very long and storied career. Um, at Disney, he was there for something like 22 years, and he was the chief creative officer from uh, uh, 2007 till he left in 2016. Um, so he was, uh, you know, uh, the, the the figurehead for a lot of very large projects there. Um, I have never worked with him. I've met him a couple of times in passing, but I, I have really no opinion of him professionally just because I haven't been able to form one. But when this was announced, I actually asked a lot of friends from Imagineering and you know the the, the I think be, especially people that still work there now there's going to be a, a certain amount of politics involved in that answer but the the thing that came to the top about Bruce to me that is important and this is not a criticism this is actually sure. a positive to me in that everybody said he he manages up very 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 well meaning he was able to um, represent the work of people below him to the executive and the executives and the board in a way that was positive and kept things moving. That's, mm. I heard that over and over and over again, that he is a politician and he's very, very good with upper management and seeing where they are at right now in terms of having to restructure all of Imagineering after decimating it. I think maybe he's the right guy. I really don't know though. Cause I, mm. I, again, I'd never, I never worked with him creatively. Um, I only got some feedback from a couple of people who basically agreed that he's a, 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 a strong manager when it comes to um, interfacing with the high level stuff. Does this feel like a kind of an Igory vibe for Imagineering come for a couple of years, set things yes. up? Yes. Um, Cause yeah, you don't usually return. I mean, well, it a- was, you know, I mean, there's between, a history of uh, there's a the study went out that said that some of the most successful uh, management people are ones that return to a company. Um, yes, right. So right. It's it and yeah, it it. I think that's true. I think I I don't know if I wouldn't go so far as to say this is like come for a couple of years and leave, but you know, it's not like he was not doing anything since he left Disney. He worked right. at at uh, dreamscape he helped set up dreamscape which is that vr company um and the void didn't survive but dreamscape did and i actually think dreamscape does better vr experiences if you've never done them if there's Mm. one near you they're really worth doing they're very cool um and then after for the last year or so he's been head of experiential uh creative product for airbnb so they were trying to trying to change their business a little and maybe come up with an experience wing of i don't know what that meant but you know, it's they did, a, it's a, they did it's a couple a, interesting. Yeah, I think, and I'm not sure if it was Airbnb or somebody else, but they did like, uh, or they're doing. Oh, what was the one I just heard about? Bluey's house from Bluey. Yeah, right. Um, I think it was another one that I. Oh, the Simpsons house is another one I heard about. Yeah. So yeah, there are these kind of creative win win prize stays sort of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, and he's he's going to be working with Barbara Bowser, right, who who is uh, the current president of WDI and she's great and very strong leadership. So, I, you know, I, I'm I think overall it's a positive. Sure. I think the bigger issue is the institutional knowledge that they've gotten rid of in the last three years is going to be a very hard hole to fill. And that's not that's not any criticism of the people that have been left behind. There's still a lot of really, really good talent there. Um, uh, but a lot of 
you know, long storied Imagineers are gone. And so what is Imagineering now? It's not the, it's, it's, it's <laughs> on a, on the good side of things. Maybe it just won't be the group full of old white men anymore, which is sure. a very good thing. And that's going to change. Always and a that's good all, thing. And that, it's always a good thing. But at the same token, like, um, you know, this is an opportunity for them to go for much greener, much uh, less experienced, cheaper talent. Um, in a lot of ways, I think the way it's really going to go, though, is 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 not that. I think it's the dirty little secret of Imagineering and that Universal Creative is a lot always been a lot more forward about is they really lean on their vendors. Sure, um, mm-hmm. they have a very small internal staff that does the ideation, um, a little bit of engineering and project management, but then by and large, the larger design goes to the the uh, companies that are building it that they're paying to build it, and so. I have a feeling they're going to lean on that a lot more than they used to the way universal has literally for the last, you know, 20 or 30 years. Hmm. Well, we will, we will see what occurs, I suppose. Uh, But moving forward, Dave, you have two interesting movie teaser trailers that have come out recently. Uh, One of them is very theme park related. Uh, uh, Let's talk about them. Yeah. uh, So the first teaser trailer for haunted mansion came out, which comes out this July. Um, It, yeah, it is uh, got Rosario Dawson and Owen Wilson and Keith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, Chase Dillon, Danny DeVito, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who plays Madame Leota, which is kind of great. Um, uh, 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 Justin Simeon is the guy that created Dear White People, both the movie and the TV series, and he's incredibly talented and queer. Yay. Um, yay. And so, yay. So, like, uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, banter about the the trailer online. I came out of it cautiously optimistic i'm disappointed that it seems like a retread of what the eddie murphy movie was which is family moves into house ghosts scare them but maybe i'm wrong that that could just i mean be... it's also a teaser trailer so it is a we'll teaser see. right right we'll see i think there's more to it because of the weirdness of the other characters there's something going on with all the, the all they all have a connection to it in some way i think but the tone of it in terms of wow, there's some surprising little jump scares in that trailer. And yet it's also funny. Mm-hmm. Like, is this going to be a PG-13 movie? Like, uh, I doubt it, but there's a possibility. I, I, think I, I, can, just... I think you can really get away with a PG-13 movie at this point. All the Pirates were PG-13. All the yeah. Marvels are PG-13. I yeah. don't think that's... I, I think the issue most people had with the Murphy one is it was PG. Like, it felt yeah. PG. Um, and I... I wouldn't be shocked at all if this is PG-13. I think it's just going to be the right amount of spook to get yeah. that that vibe. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. What did you guys think? Well, we know. I mean, it took me about five seconds to realize Owen Wilson is not a priest. He's certainly a con man. Because um, I was like, <laughs> I don't he believe... does that very well. Yeah, because I was like, I don't believe Owen Wilson's a priest. And then he's like, hey, you can do this thing for two thousand bucks. And I was like, okay, this there's no way this guy's a priest, uh, which I like. That means there's there's it's not as straightforward as we think it's going to be. Um, I thought it was actually a pretty good trailer. It used that one shot really well. Um, yeah. Kind of the long shot of the portrait stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. That was really well done. I I like that it's not currently knee-deep in trying to create lore. I'm not saying the movie won't have lore about the house, mm-hmm. but I think we can all agree, too, like you could make a Haunted Mansion movie and not tell me anything about what happened at the mansion that made the ghosts happen and we would be fine with it. You know, I don't think there's anything that, you know, the, the thing we like about the haunted mansion isn't that we know it's in-depth story. Um, <laughs> I mean, from a marketing standpoint, I think it, what they did was genius. Like they gave up straight fan service 
and that created buzz. Mm -hmm. Like they gave yeah. little Easter yeah. eggs and stuff. So that got people talking. So I think I'm with Nate, like Nathan, pretty much. I'm like, that gives them a chance to flesh out the full story in the trailer when it yeah. drops. I was most worried about Jared Leto being in the cast because of, you know, rolling my being eyes. Jared and Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah. Like, again, as we said before, when Trauma's announced, I don't know the hate for him like a lot of the people do, but I understand why. He's just not appealing. <laughs> what hold does um, he have on fucking Bob he's, Iger? He's my got, God. He's got naked photos of Bob Iger, I think, or somebody. <laughs> he's got he has... to, because it makes no sense to me. But the, the fact that he's not in the trailer, all the, the fan speculation is that he did mocap for the Hatbox Ghost. And if mm -hmm. it's that, all right, if I just have to hear his voice, I, I'll probably be okay with it. Yeah, but, I'm fine with that. I can deal you, with that. What do you think, Kira? You know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I am disappointed that no Haunted Mansion adaptation has leaned into the fact that it's a retirement home for ghosts. <laughs> like, like, like that, that is what the Haunted Mansion is. And I would just love to see, like, a movie where a guy is, like, is, like trying to, like, you know, find real estate for retired people. And like halfway through, he realizes like he's dead or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's, oh, that's what I want. That's a great. Oh my god! You need to write that. Yeah. <laughs> Not Honestly, as haunted mansion, right? Is it something else? That's really good. I love that. Yeah, it's. Oh, I I I wish we would have been able to. One day we'll get to read the Del Toro script. And yeah. I, I think that's what's been kind of hanging around everyone's head is the fact that yeah. Yeah, you know, this... it was originally going to be like full blown scary, and now we're just yeah. still like I think people are just nervous. It's going to be like a mix of Eddie Murphy version again, but I, th I think Jim uh, uh, Justin Simeon's a much better director than that, and he's yes. a really good actor. Oh, absolutely, director, and he's a great he writer. So... so yes, he's he's great. So I I'm uh, uh, that alone has made me like all right, I'm in. I see you movie. Yeah, yeah, I would love for a movie like that to be like, and this is a one movie we we're not making. Yeah, five of them. It's just one thing, and yeah. uh, that's it. Uh, now, yep, that's every period what they do. But <laughs> but if the movie can feel like its own thing, kind of like Black Pearl did, I suppose too. Is yeah, yeah. if it can feel like oh, can this can live by itself, yeah, um, I'll just be happy in this era of everything tying to everything. But yeah. going from one uh, interesting directing choice to another. Let's talk a little bit about Peter Pan and Wendy. So Peter Pan and Wendy coming to Disney Plus on April 28th. Uh, the trailer dropped. It's got um, uh, uh, young stars Alexander Maloney, Ever Anderson, uh, Yara Shahidi, Jim Gaffigan, Alan Tudyk, uh, and then Jude Law as Captain Hook, which is kind of crazy smart casting because mm. he looks really weird and creepy and queer and that's the thing that's all i want out of captain Hook, <laughs> is for him to be super super fucking queer yeah um um uh it, it, so the the directing choice and writing writing choice is really in my opinion is really great david lowery uh uh is um uh adapting this and directed it He's the guy who did my favorite and we talk about this offline nathan my favorite of the live action remakes that disney's mm -hmm. done he did the pete's dragon one and if people haven't seen it it is the iron giant good it is et good it is it is a, a not a remake of the original um uh, pete's dragon at all as a matter of fact he's gone on david lowry's gone on record as saying disney was courting young filmmakers at sundance you know 10 years ago to try to look at some of these films and he gave them that pitch as a moonshot thinking they're never going to go with for this because basically what he pitched is 
not a fun sing-along cartoon dragon movie, but like a, a, a small, quiet, sometimes has action in it, but mostly quiet family drama, action drama about grief and loss and chosen family. Mm. And it's remarkable. And like the, the child performance in it is amazing. The wordless performance of, of Elliot is in, is incredible. Some of the best CGI sort of emotion I've ever seen. I saw it like five times in the theater. Cause I kept bringing friends to it going, you're not <laughs> going to believe this fucking movie. And, and it's great. Now, and take it or leave it, but you may, your, your mileage may vary, but I find it really good. And I like his other movies. He did a film called a ghost story. Yeah. Um, and what people with, recently might remember is he did the green Knight, which he is... did green, right. Green Knight, which that was, I was getting to that like ghost story. Not a lot of people saw is Casey Affleck and Rudy Mara. And it was very sort of quiet and weird and slow, but a meditation on existentialism. basically. Right. Yeah. Um, but the green Knight to me is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Like that movie is one of the best fantasy films I've seen in forever because it's not just swords and sandals and, and, and magic and, and battles. It is dark and sexy and existential and difficult. And, and, and it's great. I love yeah. the green Knight. So good. And so the fact that he's looking the, a guy that d- has taken two genres, the fun family, Disney animated sidekick movie and the, the, uh, um, uh, uh, uh the, the fantasy sword, uh, sword epic, and giving them this very, very modern, extremely modern spin makes me very excited for Peter Pan and Wendy. I uh, uh, n- There was another film called, like, wasn't there a film called Wendy that came out recently? Every two years, there's, like, a Peter Pan live-action movie that comes out. I can't keep track. Cause there's it's been a like- 20... Yeah, I can't even keep track anymore. Yeah, it was a reimagining of Peter Pan, and it was from 2020. It was okay, but it was the... it was. This new one looks like a halfway point. It's not going quite as far. Wendy looked like Peter Pan by way of um, Where the Wild Things Are. Like it looked like that oh, kind sure. of adaptation, right? This looks like more like, no, 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 no. We're going to give you Peter Pan in a green suit. We're going to give you Captain Hook. We're going to give you the stuff you know, but we're going to give it a slightly different view. Just adding Wendy to the title alone yeah. is proof of that. Um, I, some people I don't know. I'm excited. What do you think? Yeah. Some people complain that it's a little murky looking and I don't disagree. Yeah. yeah that's um, true of everything it, though. It, that's the vibe though. Like, isn't yeah. it like supposed to be a, re, a representation of like the animated original one? Well, my issue, my only, I, and I don't really have an issue because I, I don't make those claims until I see a movie. Um, but one can say that the, the, the balance there for a man who did the green knight which you know is probably there's a, a lot going on with the cinematography but you can do dark with also having very complex color palettes um it felt a little muddy but these trailers are made before color correction a lot of times is completed and there's a lot of stuff going on so i don't want to hold that against it everything looks yeah. good look i'm getting jude law as captain hook i'm getting jim gaffigan as smee what do i care Smee-y. like yeah yeah i mean great. fair yeah. Kira, thoughts? I haven't actually seen the trailer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, to be fair, I haven't seen the trailer either. Well, don't worry. It's Disney Plus. You don't have to see the trailer. It'll be out tomorrow, basically. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think anyone's ever beaten Hook yet. And I think that's the that's the thing is. But I hope this, like, we, I just talked about something I hope is one movie. I love, like, five good Peter Pan and Wendy movies. Like, I would love to see that you know, 
uh, sort of happen. I'm not getting a a goofy vibe at all from Jude Law, which is interesting. Um, so we'll see how that kind of pans out. Again, we had like one line from him, so I'm you know, but I I love a very petty hook. Uh, I like a very prissy hook. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll see. I think they'll. Uh, you don't hire Jeff Gaffigan if if you're not planning on some of that. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, okay, well, let's go to some segments here to finish things up. And we have an interesting one. We have a, a mailbag. So mail someone a letter, even just a card will do. You know it's nice when the postman has a letter in a sack for you. Dave, tell us a little bit about this letter from Andrew. Andrew, thank you for writing to us, Andrew. Andrew writes, Dear everyone at Rat Castle, just wanted to write in about the Disney 100 exhibition that was talked about last episode. To start, yes, the Walt AI thing is a bit creepy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) However, it is present only for the first room and is there for less than a minute. Second, the exhibition is awesome. It has a large selection of stuff from every facet of the company, some interactivity, and you get to meet some characters, statues only, unfortunately. Any, anywho, hope this helps you out. And thanks for the podcast. Thanks for your letter, Andrew. Yeah. I'm, I've seen pictures of that exhibit and it looks, is it touring? Is it like going around it's, the country? It'll be in Chicago. Uh, yeah, I think at some point. after August, it'll be in Chicago. Where is yeah, it right now? now? It's in Philadelphia. Okay. Philadelphia or yeah, Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's in Philly. Because I'm moving. Yeah, well, I, well, I want to see it's at the Franklin Institute, right? Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Franklin Institute, which yeah. I need to buy tickets for. So thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm certainly like going to put a moving box down and then immediately go. So that's my plan for when I when I finally move to Maryland. Is I gotta get gotta get that in because it does look really really <laughs> cool. It really, does it does look, look it looks very nice. I had a friend go last week. She said great. she loved it. Cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good to know that the, that the AI Walt is uh, only a blip because <laughs> yeah, just, just the video of it to me is a little, I think you nailed you. I wasn't on that. I don't think I was on that. Episode no, you weren't. You guys talked about no, because you, I listened you, to it. you, you did a big text thread. We did read your text thread uh, about. Uh, it's not a hologram. Not a hologram. Yeah. 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 I love that. Itsy was like, please don't come for me, Dave. It's fine, girl. It's fine. <laughs> um, you get a pass. Um, no, it's not even just that. I think you nailed it. That it's like, we don't see him in color in this era. No. Yeah. And so it's just off putting to see him. Like I want, like, it just doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't feel, it's not the way we've seen him up until now. I'm a little skeeved out by all of the holograms of dead people anyway. So yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's just something about the performance. Like, I feel, I feel like they got a tweak just to like do the performance capture, and like the, the, the it's just, the, it's just a very odd vibe. Yeah, they needed somebody who ate more like chili and smoked. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, just too smiley. Yeah, way too, too smiley. smiley. I yeah, too smiley. Um, he smiled, but he didn't smile like that. He, it's hard, yeah. man. Tell you what, faces hard to replicate. Hard to replicate. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much, Andrew, for writing in. And that leads us, of course, to our final segment of the evening, the Astuter Computer, a poem of the week. That's why I'm a router for me computer. Everybody needs a friend. Ah, yes, the computer. Uh, Our little Astuter Computer here is going to write us a poem. Uh, Thanks to our partnership with ChatGPT. We do not have a partnership with ChatGPT. Um, (laughs) Uh, but yep. let me ask the computer what it can write for me. Computer, could you please <laughs> write me a poem about the Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, the Haunted Mansion trailer, and what about the new Reedy Creek board? 
Ah, all right. So uh, let's see here. It uh, it has written for me in the world of Disney. So much to explore from star cruisers to haunted mansions and more. But not all news is good, as we can see. For controversy and conflict can also be. The star cruiser voyages have been cut short. A disappointment for those who sought sought and short. Don't worry about it, the studio. <laughs> to live out their uh, Star Wars fantasy in a journey that's out of this galaxy. But fear not, for the Haunted Mansion awaits a teaser trailer now released. It fascinates. With ghostly apparitions and creepy sights, it promises a thrilling, chilling delight. Yet amidst the excitement and the thrills, we cannot ignore the harm and the ills. For a board appointee has caused dismay with views on homosexuality, he dared to say. He called it evil and claimed tap waters to blame, a hurtful and dangerous statement to proclaim. He must stand. We must stand up and speak out against hate and strive for acceptance and love before it's too late. Woo! In the world of Disney, there must there's much to admire, but we must also be vigilant and never tire of fighting for what's right and just and building a world of love, respect, and trust. Well, a studer computer. A studer computer. Thank ours. You. A studer computer just said Beautiful. gay. Just said gay rights. Yeah, a studer <laughs> yes. computer. We uh, we got oh, ourselves right one now. world computer over here, ladies and gentlemen. We that was it. awesome. Thank you, Astuter Computer. Yes, thank you, Astuter. So with that, Rat Castle, of course, is produced by yours truly, Nathan Hartman. Please subscribe and tell your friends. We don't do this to hear ourselves talk. We do it so you can hear. No, we actually kind of do it to hear ourselves talk. But it's nice <laughs> that you also listen. So please tell other people to listen. We do love that. And uh, if you want to leave us questions or buy some merch that we got, maybe I need to get a new... Uh, Fucking the merch up at some point we'll see we'll we'll see what happens so uh, uh you know leave some questions buy some merch and more you can do all of it at bit.ly forward slash rat castle and now grab your belongings and exit to the left will you stop this foolishness what foolishness would you like to see will you get out of here <laughs>